0: Feels good to win, Justin. It feels <laughs> it, it feels good to win. We not pretty, but it feels good to win. Let's do it. I don't know if you want to say anything before the intro. I'm sorry.
1: Oh, uh, I mean I wasn't sure where you were going with that. If you're going to do your little uh, thing, all right. Um, well, yeah, we are. It's I mean, we, we we badly needed this. It's still a mess, and there's still things that need to be uh, cleaned up. This was a big moment in terms of if you want to establish a culture of winning. Like going for it on fourth down, I know we both said that that when we were talking that that was a bad call. We would should have taken the kick, because you're effectively conceding if you don't get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this in this environment with this team, I think you have to teach them: hey, we we have got to play to win. We've got to play like winners. We've got to do what it's going to take. <laughs>
0: still feeling
1: pulse a little high yeah. All right.
0: well i think that's a great intro i want to talk about that play specifically next let me hit the intro now yep we're, we're playing it by year today that's the reaction <laughs> you are locked on badgers your daily podcast on the wisconsin badgers part of the locked on podcast network your team every day what is going on you guys know the drill therapy show uh your team every day today's episode brought to you by prize picks Go to PrizePicks.com/slash/lockdowncollege. Use code LockdownCollege for our first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. Daily fantasy sports made easy. And this is the therapy session. And I have I've had a sad sound drop for the therapy session I created just, and it's the only one I've been able to play. So I finally get to play the happy one. You ready for this one? Sure. This is awesome. It's a good day for me. Come on in here, buddy. Get up on that line. This is awesome. That's <laughs> looping. Sorry.
1: <laughs> At first, I thought that was a I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> no, I don't I pulled it somewhere. This is awesome. It's a good day for us. And you know, jump on the line, let's talk about it. So, let's talk about let's start there with that call. We started talking about the fourth the the overtime fourth and short. Um Luke Fickle decides to go for it. Uh we had missed two previous fourth and shorts like mm-hmm. literally in the second half. Which is
1: why I didn't like the idea of going for it. More than I think. Like I would have been open to it if we had been you know, if we if we were had proven that we were a team that's capable of of enforcing our will, I would have been OK with the call. I, I the way this team has looked on fourth and shorts or short yardage situations in general this season. I don't love it because it's it's very much felt like luck. But this team needs some of that confidence to to basically pull out of this and be like, hey, it's a it's a growth moment for the team. And being able to get that is a big deal.
0: I, I didn't like the call either. Like we, t- I, I'm going to be honest. Like I'm not going to hindsight it. Uh, I did not like the call for you. the mm-hmm. same reason you talked about the struggles there. Um, mm-hmm. If you miss it, you're conceding the game. Nebraska's offense hadn't looked good the entire second half. So I, I didn't feel super worried. I mean, as a fan, I was worried. But it felt like you could hold them to a goal attempt, which obviously the defense stepped up. So I didn't like the call. But I will say this. it's It's nice that – because what would the reaction be if they had made that call and they didn't get it? And oh they, god. It <laughs> would have been roasted, right? And despite yeah. that, he still made the call that he felt like in the moment mm-hmm. was the right call and that takes some guts.
1: Oh, 100%. I mean, Fickle basically was that was Fick, that was a line in the sand by a coach. Like when you talk about line in the sand, we can talk about the Paul Chris stuff and all the things in in the long term. That is a coach saying, "We're going to do this and we're going to we're going to either live with with not getting it. I'm going to be the and he's going to be the one that takes the brunt of Oh yeah, if they don't get that call. He is going to be set on fire by the media mm-hmm. and everybody else who are just going to abuse him. I so, us too. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, him doing that and saying, "Hey, I believe, let's go ahead and get this done." That to me is a coach saying, "Hey, we're in this together. Let's get this done. You know, I if if, if I'm if we're you're going to go down, I'm going down with you." More or less.
0: Yeah. I I was nervous as hell for that. <laughs> like, so here's the problem in the fourth and like the the short yardage stuff. There's nothing we feel really confident in because Mordecai mm. takes a little too long to usually get the ball out of his hands. So it's quick. The, so
1: it was and quick. the snaps aren't always great. The snaps so. aren't
0: great. And Braylon Allen's not 100% and this isn't the offensive line of your. Mm. Um, did you like, and again, some of them worked and some of them didn't. Do you like the inside power out of the shotgun on fourth and short with this offense?
1: Um,. No, quite frankly, there's one defender on the entire Nebraska team that I'm not a fan of running. Actually, their two best defenders probably on defense are Hudemacher and uh what is uh what is the linebacker's name that was, oh, it was number
0: one. three. Um uh, yeah and-
1: the, the middle, you know who I'm talking about. Yep. Um, but they're they're probably the two strongest players on the defense. And it's like I don't really want to be running directly into those two guys. Like I know we're sending extra blockers, but good lord, man, it's you're making this is something that it's it's not necessarily the the situation that I want to be pulling in this play but be- hey be- we got be- it done
0: bodrain be- 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 says the call to go for it was trash um <laughs> let's see Will Kent says if you're third and one with this team you go quarterback sneak um i think I,
1: I don't disagree with that if you can go under center i think you 100% do that i mean i think anybody in in football in general at this point that's the play you run like why why give the defense time to react like if you believe in your offensive line at all, you have to run – just run the quarterback. Like Tom Brady made a career of it.
0: Yeah. And By the way, that's where, again, it just seems like if you have a super athletic quarterback on the roster, maybe you use him. In the, but anyway, yeah. Derry Raid <laughs> says, hey, I just woke up. What did I miss? Actually, a fun one. I fun yeah. therapy session. Just, let's, let, now let's kind of just talk about some of the key points in the game, Justin, and then I want to kick it over to you for the second segment of this and where you want to go. Let's start with the 14-0 slow start because, once again – this this is not like a dominant win. This is an ugly win. This it's. I am super happy for a win right now, so I'm not really dwelling on the negatives. But this is still. A, once again, you come out, you're not ready to play. You're down fourteen nothing. Nebraska basically punched through this defense like like it was. I mean, we look terrible.
1: Um. Okay, so yeah, there's a couple things there. Like the the effort level on defense, the tackling is atrocious. The angles that were taken on that. Chuba or Chuba Purdy touchdown. We're just brutal, just brutal. Um, th- the mental, the mental strength of this defense is not there. Like they're they're not a smart defense. And th- there was a remark made during the game where they said, "This is a defense that likes to sit back and and kind of mentally kind of take in what the offense is doing." And I'm like, "That's not how you play college football. Like no, you can't t- NFL. You might want to feel out a team a little bit if you're a defense because the guys are so playing at such a high level." You can't just play with your hair on fire. In college football, you are aggressive. You attack and you make them react to you because nine times out of ten, a college quarterback is going to make a dumb play. They just do. And this defense completely takes them off the hook by not getting things done and playing aggressive or just making bad decisions themselves. Like We're aggressive in all the wrong ways
0: this season. Well, and to your point, there's no reason to – some of that was just like that. the NBC crew was pretty bad. Was. Multiple times they talked about how good Moom has been this year, about how the snap issues gone away. And like, they were surprised mm-hmm. by a few snap issues. Like they were pretty bad all game. And early on, they said, well, this is a team that like you said, like sits back and see, you know, what Nebraska's going to do. They're going to run yeah, the ball. They're going to run the football. You don't need to sit back for a quarter to see what like Nebraska's going to bring to the table. There was no, there should have been no surprise there. The other thing I'd say on that first Purdy run, you saw some of the athletic limitations on this defense mm-hmm. once again, right? Yeah. That he just pulled away from.
1: Well, we saw we saw him all game, like how Jordan Turner. Good God, like he can't. He's got to be like a four eight middle linebacker. He is so slow. Yeah, because uh, the the difference in athleticism and speed between him and Allegro is is jarring when you watch one when you watch him run, because it was clear that. Purdy was, like, uncomfortable when Allegro came off the edge chasing at him because he's like, I can't outrun this guy.
0: And no, when we saw yeah. Turner,
1: he's like, okay, I, this guy I can take.
0: Well, quite frankly, he outran angles on Turner, on MoMA, on Daryl Peterson mm-hmm. uh, in the second half. Now, Daryl Peterson made a really nice play in overtime, stringing yeah. out an option play. But most of our team in the front seven, we do lack a little bit of speed. But I want to talk about that dude, Justin, coming up. I got to take a quick break, but that that freshman linebacker, Let's talk about him next and then I want to ask you who else on offense is your player of the game. But first we're going to take a quick break here. Um, we're going to turn this over to Justin kind of in the next segment so he can run with it and then we'll get into all your comments in the third segment. But first I want to talk about our good friends of the show over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy sports made easy and if you're like Justin and me, we're not smart enough to to battle with people who really dive into analytics all day to play daily fantasy. That that's not who we are. We don't have the ability to compete against the nerds out there. Prize Picks is made for people like Justin, like me, like y'all, who just want to go in and have a good feel for players and situations. You just pick between two and six players, um, over, under, on statistical categories, in and out, quick, fast. I clickety click within 60 seconds. I got my picks. I got my players. I'm ready to make money. Plus, with Apple Pay, the payouts are incredibly fast, quick, easy, safe, and secure. Go to prizepicks.com slash lockdown college. Use code lockdown college for a first deposit match up to $100 prizepickscom slash locked college. Use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to 100 dollars Prize picks, Daily Fantasy Sports Made Easy. All right, let's get Justin back engaged on this. Uh Christian Allegro.
1: Uh he's gonna be a stud. Um I if mentally, if he understands the game, he is going to be an absolute beast because athletically he he's a dude. He's got great length, he's a guy who can really run and a year he gets stronger here, he's going to start to be a problem for, for offensive linemen because he's going to be the type of guy, he's going to be a little bit like Chanel in that he's going to get into you so fast with so much speed that it's going to be hard to keep him to like extend on him and keep him at bay. And that's something that none of the other guys can really do. They get kind of swallowed up because athletically they don't have the ability to kind of come downhill and, and cause a offensive lineman to get uncomfortable. And that's, that's the difference there. And plus, I just really good at disengaging too. Like yes. he came in he really just comes off and is just like, all right, well it's not there. I'm, he's, he plays it smart. Like a couple of times he chased on Purdy to the sideline. He, he realized that he wasn't getting through and he bailed and he was like, all right, I'm coming around on the edge instead. And it, it was huge that he did that.
0: Yeah. You hit on something there that I think is really impressive. Like he doesn't stay blocked. Mm-hmm. He he understands angles. He'll dip his shoulder. Um, he attacks the proper gaps. A lot of our, defensive front seven they just get velcroed on the guys or they on our blitz they just will it's almost like there's an element of some of our pass rush blitz where they just want to take a guy on and just see who is going to win meanwhile the quarterback's running out of the pocket mm-hmm. leaving the play right allegro will get pressure but he disengages and he's incredibly quick um timothy palm has a good point here taking good angles isn't really just about speed our linebackers just take more mm-hmm. angles
1: that's that's yep. another part of it too. Um, the other part I want to say on this: there's people asking why he wasn't in there for the entire time. I think that the coaching staff probably isn't comfortable with him and reading his keys in the run game, so they're they're a little bit worried that he's going to get beat by making a poor decision and it's going to lead to big plays. Would be my guess why he's not out there because he was out there in obvious passing downs.
0: Jesse Wilder says Allegro will be a perfect fit when they play the speed spread teams: Oregon, mm-hmm. USC. By the way, also, he's going to play a lot better than we typically played in space against the Ohio States, right, mm-hmm. and the Penn States and the Michigan. Like, he's just a different level of athlete, mm-hmm. and he does. Um, Let's flip it to offense, Justin. Thoughts on who is who is your offensive play of the game? I got, I got three people in my head.
1: Uh, yeah, I have a couple too. Um, obviously, you have to give it to Braylon Allen. Like, he was banged up. He didn't have a great game, but he he played hard, and he played hurt. And he got the job done today. And it, and that's some of the things that he's been really beat on by fans and as well as us. Like he doesn't always play like a guy who's, you know, really tough at times. And today he showed that toughness. And we needed him to make plays in this game and in order to win this one. He got the job done, even though it wasn't pretty. Um, number two, Will Pauling. He was the safety valve of the offense the entire game. And if he doesn't have – a couple of catches. This game is a completely different game and we probably lose. Mm -hmm. And then finally you could say Mordecai with his running ability. He he was efficient. I mean, the problem with Mordecai is that there were also several times in this game where I was just sitting there like the internal clock needs to be screaming in your head, get rid of the football or break the pocket. And he's just sitting in there and it's like, good Lord, man, nothing good is going to happen with how long you're sitting in there.
0: Let me, so I agree with all those. I, I, every single one of those. Braylon Allen, we've talked about the durability. You hit it on the head. You can't question his toughness in this game. Will Pauling mm-hmm. is the only receiver. And I want to put this comment up, Justin, so we can talk about it from Commandant. He feels like the only receiver who creates separation consistently. Mm-hmm. So I agree with you. There's times Mordecai needs to throw and the ball. There's also times when they show, they show the All-22 on the broadcast, and you're like, every dude is locked up.
1: Yeah. You watch... The interesting thing is, you watch Pauling is he's open normally and he's not, he doesn't look like he's running all out a lot of the time on his routes. And I'm like, how is he getting separation or is the, is the cornerback just kind of jogging with him on this? Because I would think you'd be just all over the guy, but maybe they're afraid to, to go too fast and get him, have him make a cut and just, you know, then suddenly it's a broken play and you're.
0: I think the burst with him, like he's really he he really starts and stops quickly. I think it puts pressure on defensive backs. Whereas our other guys feel a little like they're slow speed gatherers, right? It takes them a while to get going, and they just can't separate. Now Mm -hmm. again, Mordecai has plays too where, gosh, he started really slow. There were some terrible throws he had, Mm. Um, but. I, I agree with you. I go Pauling and Braylon Alley. And then I got go Mordecai just for his ability to move the ball with his legs. Yeah, I, he had, he had I, countless
1: big runs that that moved the offense down the field. And it's I, I I didn't love it. It wasn't a perfect game. Like he missed a huge wide open pass to Will Pauling that is probably a touchdown if he puts that ball where it needs to be and Pauling can run into it. And you know, that's been the kind of the consistent thing we've seen most of the season. But he made – like, if we don't win this game if he doesn't make several of the plays that he made during this game.
0: Yeah, this is – I mean, there's there a couple comments in the chat, and again, I'm not going to go get to all of them today. We'll do a wrap-up show as well, or I will at least. Caleb says, we are unimpressed, but at this point he's just getting a win. There's no Yeah, it's, well. it's huge.
1: We, we won't deny that. This is – like you said, this is a big moment for this team to get a win under their belt and to, to do some things like have an experience picking up that fourth down. Where your coach believes in you and you go out and you actually execute the play. And then the touchdown, too. Like getting that touchdown with Braylon Allen and having them just get pushed into the end zone and just physically manhandling Nebraska to get in the end zone on that play is a big deal for an offense that struggled to make plays like that happen this season. So it was a couple of huge moments for this team to to kind of grow a little bit. There are going to be some of these guys that are back. Like I know we've talked about guys getting kind of flushed out. There's still going to be you know the 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 whole 2 deep isn't going to be flushed out the window there's going to be some of these guys coming back and you still have to experience that growth they need to see the positives and get some confidence from the remainder of the season whether it be you know hopefully we we win one against minnesota next week and then a bowl game too you know you can end this on a really good note for the season even though it's been a you know it's been a season that is less than what we would have liked
0: yeah uh ryan says a good wisconsin team would have beaten this trash nebraska team by 27 i agree but this isn't a good yeah. wisconsin team yeah. Like, so you just got to win ugly. Everything Justin Mm -hmm. said, you can still finish this season with back-to-back wins against Nebraska and hopefully Minnesota get two Mm -hmm. trophies. And then honestly, Justin, it's just about get to the off season and freaking regroup.
1: Yeah. Oh, 100%. Like now, like we, we talked about this and I don't know if we ever talked about it on a podcast. We Luke fickle came into this only seeing these players play against each other for, for better or worse, other than the bowl game. So Yes, he may have felt good about it, but you're seeing, you're feeling good about it just watching these guys play each other. And when you start to play a, a schedule, you get to really see where your glaring weaknesses are. Mm-hmm. And now he's had an entire season to kind of look at the roster and be like, this is where we're wanting. These are the areas that we need to you know, shore up and get much better in. And now he has an idea of like, hey, we're, we are missing talent at these places. We really need to fix this. Um, I think that that's something he's really going to attack this offseason. Now there's going to be some guys that come back, but I think that we think there's a lot of youth that's going to also make a movement mm-hmm. in this off season too. That's going to be like, we talked about it. Allegro is going to start next year. Like there's yeah. no, no chance yeah. unless mentally he's just a, has a nickel head. And I don't want to say that about him because I, I know nothing, but the instincts seem to be there. The athleticism is definitely there and the speed is definitely there. So he, he projects really well for next year. And I would say you get, if he gets locked in on the, the system he's the best linebacker we have
0: right now yeah he's he's absolutely playing next year he's gonna play next year even if he did have a five-cent head justin because (laughs) he's got he's got four five five
1: just go out there and attack
0: yeah (laughs) yeah yeah
1: yeah you're you're splitting hairs he's 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 an above average speed linebacker for
0: sure absolutely gonna play um i want to take one more quick break then i want to really just turn over to comments so justin do you see any storm anything you really want to talk about uh, I definitely want to talk about Hunter Waller a little bit and the the ability to come back and not give up on this game when it's 14-0. But we're going to take a quick break. Again, Justin, find any comments that you want to talk about. Today's show is also brought to you by our Game Changer of the Week. Today's Game Changer of the Week, there, there's a couple we could go with, but I'm going with Braylon Allen. Um, again, statistically not the greatest game, but that light touchdown, moving the legs, he, he put it all out there, right? And he ran tough, he ran hard physical and he gave his team what it needed to get and Mm -hmm. that's a game changer week for me and much like Braylon Allen athletic brewing is changing the non-alcoholic beer game listen I put a a few bad pounds on I I need to do a little non-alcoholic beer lose the hangover you know, be a little more spelt and plus (laughs) 50 over 50 varieties of goldens sours IPA so whatever you want from those kind of craft breweries you can get from athletic brewing um, and you drink them anytime Justin you can drink them you know, going to, to the, the local uh, bus stop or on the you know, patio with friends, going bowling, mowing the lawn, building something for your kiddos. Athletic Brewing is fit for all times. And now you can get it in-store or online. Go to athleticbrewing.com. Use code LOCKEDON. That's code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Check out for 15% off Athletic Brewing. Near beer exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company fit for all times. Uh, Justin, what do you have for some comments here?
1: Uh, well, one of the first things here is, is- – uh, from Drew Andrus, on Justin's point it seems here I'll throw it up on Justin's point it seems that like guys who aren't getting the ball or don't run their routes hard yeah probably i mean that's that's kind of the tip off that we've heard and that's that's not exclusive to Wisconsin that's something that happens you talk about guys in the NFL that do the same thing they know they're they know they're a decoy on a play they don't necessarily run as hard as they probably should and that is those are the guys that end up not making it on a roster eventually because if the talent's not there to carry you eventually coaching staffs are like why we're not going to give you the ball more when you're not playing hard all the time um another one here is from john burns mordecai played hurt every play of the game <laughs> he gets the game ball not to take away from ellen and Pauling, mordecai first and foremost is why the badgers won you know I, I it's it's pretty close to me when you look across the board i you know I they ha- if without Allen I don't think they win it because I don't trust Mordecai to get those touchdowns <laughs> near the goal line, and that's something that was important for Wisconsin because as much as Mordecai was able to run around earlier in the season I, against a team like this I just don't think he's going to be able to get the angles you want for him to be able to in the in the inside the ten get to the end zone against some of these other Big Ten teams. So I think it was a big deal that they had Braylon make those plays.
0: I will say this for Mordecai. So and John, it is a good point. Um, the legs, there was probably four sacks that he avoided, right? Even even if they were big plays, and a
1: couple of me ended up springing springing for huge plus yardage.
0: Nebraska couldn't handle him in the pocket. Um, and then there was a couple egregiously bad snaps that he was able to corral. Mm -hmm. There's one where he had to one hand it, and then the other thing I would say, how many turnovers for Mordecai handling the ball the entire game? No Mm -hmm. picks, no fumbles. So, yeah, like he he played really well, especially in the second half. It it was a slow start, Mm -hmm. but. He played really well today overall, and especially in the second half, you gotta you gotta tip your cap.
1: Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. We when he was coming into the season, we all were hoping for big things from him, but he he really hasn't been bad. He just hasn't been what we wanted him to be. Like he's been more or less very average, I guess mm-hmm. you'd say. But he hasn't been negative for the most part. He just hasn't been the guy you'd expect to make when he plays. He's, he's very Joel Stave in what yeah. he did. Whereas like you watch him play and he's not really hurting you, but he's not really helping you in the game. And he's moving the ball down the field, but you're not necessarily getting points. And you're like, this is driving me insane. I need you to make a play here and there. That's an above average play. Now he does some really nice things with his legs mm-hmm. that, that keep the offense moving, which I think we all agree. This is a broken offense right now. And him being able to move the ball with his legs is very important.
0: Yep. Uh, William Wojcicki says Mordecai without a doubt, the MVP <laughs> I want to talk – there's a couple other comments here I wanted to get to. The first one is bowl practices, right? We get bowl practices, getting Mm -hmm. those – this is a comment. I thought this was a good one in the start section here. Um, It's getting bowl practices, but it's also getting bowl practices for – extra practice for a a coaching staff that now has been here for a year. Yeah. Um, I don't think I put the right comment up. Oh, here it is. This is Brian Shetty. Extra practices without the distraction of a new staff coming in. You needed the practices for this team. That that's the biggest win of getting to the bowl. Like this mm-hmm. team needs two more weeks of practices yep. desperately.
1: This gives you a chance to play the young guys in the bowl game, mm-hmm. which you wouldn't have probably had. And what that does is it also gives you two more weeks of evaluation time for those young guys to see where they've come from. Typically, a week of that is going to be your young guys just developmental time, so you can see how far they've come over the course of the season. You know that's important for guys that potentially want to look at going into next year, like for quarterbacks. Evers, that's going to be huge for him. Lecro, you know, uh, Burkett, they all get an opportunity to kind of show what they've learned over the course of the season, where they developed. It gives them a chance to put a positive impression in the coaching staff's eyes heading into spring ball. So maybe they get a couple of opportunities that aren't expected. If you have a really good bull practice, like this is a chance for a guy like Evers to make a jump into the number three or number two spot for next year, and push and say, "All right, we need to give him the opportunity." He looked incredible during bull prep.
0: Uh, Curtis called it twenty four seventeen. You heard it here first. That's a great call, Curtis. Uh, Drew Andrus, this is a good question here. Chimry's dinged up, Pauling was dinged up for a bit. You don't have Bryson Green. Um, a little weird that you don't see CJ potentially step up. I, you know, it was interesting. Was
1: he even out there much? I, I, so I'd
0: have to rewatch. I, I, I
1: would too. I saw Quincy. I mean, we obviously saw Quincy out there a little bit. I know he was targeted yeah. once but I don't remember seeing him on the field much. So it's hard for me to really look at this one and say what's happening there. Maybe he's dinged up. I don't know. And Maybe, maybe like, it's so hard to read into any of it. I don't want to say that there's, you know, anything going on there, but you didn't get what you wanted out of him. This, this game, this would have been a good game for him to make some plays. You know, I, it was really nice seeing Quincy out there and actually Quincy looked really athletic and fast. Like a couple he of times. Is. If I'm not mistaken, I believe he was the one that ran up the seam on the play that they were talking about that we should have been throwing it to, they mentioned throwing to Pauling. And why I'm like, yeah, I'm like, no, I'm throwing to the guy up the middle who should have been an obvious pass play to, to Mordecai that for whatever reason, he didn't throw the football. And I'm like, he's why don't There's nobody on him. Now, maybe what? he wasn't. I think he no. waits until a guy actually breaks open and then throws, and that's when things close. Like you have to, that anticipation has to be there. Mordecai's for the big plays. Yeah. And he does not anticipate well. Wow. He
0: does not. He Mordecai holds the ball. It, it's yeah. frustrating. That that's the one thing. And it's consistently. You were on that early, Justin. Like he just doesn't let it rip. Um, mm-hmm. but again, like no state. Like I'm going to focus. Yeah. Oh, on yeah. I and mean, but I mean, he, he like, yeah. For goal. all
1: his flaws, yeah. he, he he was the reason we won this game. So.
0: Uh, let's talk. Let's talk a couple of rip fire queen things that I thought were interesting. Um, Vinny Anthony had a really nice punt return. He's pretty good as a returner. And then had a
1: nice catch on a ball that was a bad throw too. Had a
0: nice catch kind of behind him. Yep, yeah. had a huge moment. And then you mentioned Quincy Burrows. I wanted to talk about him a little bit. I can tell you from discussions I've had with somebody in the program, like they really like him. He mm-hmm. is a big, like six to 200 hundred pound guy who runs like a four-four-five. Yeah, they, they really like he's a, him. He's a
1: legit dude. Yeah. So he's just young. I mean, he's what, a redshirt freshman? So he's effectively mm-hmm. C.J. Williams' age. And, I, I, you know, he's a guy cool. who I expect to, you know, really flash coming into the spring here. We'll hear, hear a lot more about Quincy heading into this next season.
0: Hey, let me ask you this because this is something I found interesting. I, I thought – and Owen Johnson mentions my boy Aker had a few nice runs up the gut. I thought that he could have got a few more touches. Like, to me, Aker – Aker ran pretty well. Finished with eight carries. Braylon had twenty-two.
1: Yeah. Given how dinged up Braylon was, I would have I would have been okay with us swapping them a little bit more and keeping Braylon a little fresher. Um, I, like a couple of those runs that Braylon had for three yards, it's like you're getting three yards of him or mm-hmm. you know Aker. It's not going to change based off of that. So just you know whoever. Like in in this game, I I probably would have had Braylon on a little more of a pitch count you know, obviously you keep them in it for bigger moments when you really need a tough run. But I think that there were some of those runs where it's like, you know, it's second and seven. Sure. Throw acre out there and get, get the run. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah, he nice picks up three yards. He picks up three yards. Yes, he did.
0: And really is catching the wheel route. Uh, William says Aker's bruising. Uh, Mitch said, uh, he finished out of pads. So I, maybe acre got dinged up. And I didn't yeah, know that. that could be too. That would answer that. Um, Thomas Miller said Braylon was feeling it though. I thought he was finally feeling good. And yeah, I, I think that's fair. Um, There's another comment up here I want to get to. Ryan says, what's up, lads? Ryan Eilers is always (laughs) doing good there. Uh, Huh? (laughs) uh, This is what I want to maybe finish on. Uh, Phil Dickert brings it up. Kept fighting after being down 14-0. Great win, played hard. Justin, this was a week where Wohler basically questioned the heart of the team. Luke Fickle did and then kind of said he didn't say that, but he kind of did. Tanner Mordecai did. It I feel like it would have been easy for a team kind of reeling with a first-year coach, um, certainly not meeting expectations. The crowd was not there at the start for sure, um, down 14 nothing. It would have been pretty easy to roll over if the team – but the team gave a crap, and they yeah. didn't do that.
1: They were playing really hard for stretches of this game. Like, mm-hmm. there was a couple times where the defense looked downright good. Um, and there were also some times, the third and longs normally, which we were looking at where it's like, what is going on out here with these pass plays? It's third and 12 and we just let guys run wide open until they catch the ball. And then it's like, all right, now we can knock them down. (laughs) It's like, no, how about we just cover?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Those third and longs on defense or the second and twenties on defense are aggravating this year because they consistently give those up. And I, I don't understand. It's bad tackling. That
1: that to me is mental. Like you're, you're not, you're not locked in on what you're supposed to be doing. You're not reading correctly how the play is playing out. Like, not that the Nebraska offense is, like, reading Tolstoy or something like that. This is – there's – you've no. seen these plays from every offense you've played against. Like, I'm sure they're not showing you anything that's got so much eye candy that you shouldn't pick up on what's going on. That first touchdown from that pass was like, what is, what are you guys doing? Like, I have no clue how you let that pass get completed on that.
0: And then three people miss tackles and he just waltzes into yep. the end zone. Yep. That's poor football. Again, it goes back to the start. Like, you have to start better, and it's been consistent all year. And, I mean, they're lucky they won this one. They're lucky they won Illinois. I mean, I shouldn't say they're lucky. Like, you win who you win. But, like, they have to fix that. Going into the next year, that has to be a problem of the past.
1: Drew Andrus said, this felt very Joe Barry-like 2.0. And I agree with that. Like, it's he's the the much maligned Packers defensive coordinator. You can look like a good defensive coordinator, but your defense can also be bad in situational football, and that's what Wisconsin has right now. They are poor in third and long situational football where they consistently make mistakes and give up big plays that they should not. And That is something that needs to be rectified, and hopefully it is next season. But it is a problem for this team where the defense is not overly terrible, but they have a lot of plays that previous good Wisconsin defenses would not give up.
0: I'll say this, and I think just so I, th- I agree with that point. I think situationally they aren't very good, but you get a, two good pass rushers in there, and suddenly your third your third. Down oh,
1: for one hundred percent, they don't have anybody that has the athleticism to just scream off the edge and come downhill.
0: Yeah, this team does not have does not have that right now. Uh, William says Purdy is a good quarterback. Yeah, Brock.
1: Not, <laughs> not, not Chuba, Chuba. Chuba was solid in this game, but. But yeah, he wasn't the guy he's not a guy that I'm necessarily afraid of other than his legs coming into like overtime. No, like I don't he's not he a guy mentally involved. I'm worried about carving us up.
0: No, I agree. Like there was a point he was 10 to 12 in the game going into halftime, uh but a lot of that there was just really open throws. Like yeah. I thought the defense wasn't locked in. It mm-hmm. wasn't locked in to start. Um all right, let's let's wrap it there. Yeah, my my camera does that too, Justin. It drives me nuts. Um uh, let's wrap it there, but Final thought on this one, Justin, a player we didn't talk about or a big moment in the game. I got one big moment that we haven't talked about yet that I want to get into, and then I have one more comment over here.
1: Um, uh, You know, maybe we didn't talk about Vinny Anthony enough, but he did some really nice things in this game. Uh, it's good to see a young, another young guy. I guess all the young guys, you know, Allegro, Quincy Burroughs. You know, it's nice seeing those guys out there making plays and showing up on, on things on defense. I, I wish we had some more defensive linemen. You know, I'll plug that from the podcast I threw out earlier today. Wisconsin does not have a very deep defensive line room right now, and it's something that really needs to be rectified going forward, and I think will be. But we just don't have young guys to put in. Like, Jamel Howard is not going to be a guy that you're going to experiment with late in the season where you're worried about potentially getting gutted, especially by the number one run team that in the conference.
0: Yep. So. No, the defense line has to get a lot deeper and better this offseason. That's completely true. The one spot I wanted to talk about that we didn't really talk about was early in the game, Nebraska had all the momentum in the world. They get that fourth and one. If they convert that, they likely score on that drive, and it's suddenly 21-0. Yep. Right? Um, That play was made by Ben Barton. I know the announcers gave a lot of love to Rico coming off the edge. Barton blew up the center, Mm -hmm. went four yards into the the offensive backfield, changed where the running back had to go, and then Rico tripped him up. Yeah, That was maybe the biggest play of that first half because it, it stops their momentum right there. So I wanted to, to mention that. And then I want to throw this comment in end on Gardner Fickle, who does great work over at Badger Notes, said, Nebraska top 20 defense, top five run defense, and we imposed our will second quarter, third quarter. Didn't finish, but that yeah. is a good point. There was a period in there, Justin, we, we were texting about me, you and Regime. We're like, this feels good. This, this yeah. portion of the game feels like we are mm-hmm. actually physically moving people. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's nice to see the offensive line do some things in the run game where you're like, all right, we're actually we're actually pushing people around a little bit and, and able to get things going. That's what we did consistently against Nebraska for a very long period of time. So it's it's nice to see it. And this is a listen, I know they're five and six now, but this is a much better Nebraska team from a from the situational. Like we talked about, Wisconsin has been rough situationally. They're much improved in terms of the mental lapses that we've seen on previous Nebraska teams. They're, they're fairly disciplined rule is actually doing a pretty good job with them. Um, But they have, they don't really, well, Purdy may turn into their best quarterback based off of this, but they haven't had a quarterback, which has been a massive problem for them. And they don't have depth because they constantly have turnover on that team, which, oh, well, I'm sure that will change some with rule. Now that there's a little bit more, you know, things being some consistency within the program, but
0: they, they hey. look, they're going to be a better program with him. Yeah, um,
1: they're, they're, This is the best I've seen a Nebraska team look in a while.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, rapid fire on some of these. Thomas Miller, Benny Anthony's catch in overtime was the play of the game, in my opinion.
1: It was uh, big. It was huge.
0: Yeah, I lost my mind. when he. They, that, I was already settled mentally for a, a tough field goal attempt. <laughs> Drew Andrews says, I appreciate the love, guys. Great stream. Thanks, Drew, for dialing in for sure. Eric Bankston, Ellie Allegro will be the best player in defense, possibly as soon as game one of next year. I pray. There's,
1: there's a chance for it.
0: Yep. Uh, Jason now and Varner has been disappointing. <clears throat> I agreed. He, j- he hasn't been well, pass rusher. Well,
1: this is why when people talk about bringing in defensive linemen in the portal, that no, if you're a good defensive lineman at a program, you're in the two deep. <laughs> That's yeah. how it works. You're not, you're not transferring when you're playing.
0: <laughs> B. Uh, Vault who is a good friend of the show. Rule was the right choice. He was. Yep. I agree with that. All right. We're going to wrap it there. Cause we could go all day. I will take A bunch of these comments, wrap them up. I'll do a a wrap-up show like I usually do. Justin Rajiv will also recap and dive into this game more tomorrow on their show, Bucky Report. Thank you, everybody, for dialing in. Justin, thank you for joining, as always. Feels good to get a win.
1: It does. On Wisconsin, everybody.
0: On Wisconsin. And I'm going to play this this one more time on the way out. Good day for me. Come on in here, buddy. Get up on that line. End the stream. Let's go. By the line, I think it meant call.